You're listening to episode 28 of Chat About Children with Sonia Bestelich. Let's chat. Discover children at a whole new level. Be empowered to grow with the children in your life. Welcome to Chat About Children with Sonia Bestelich. Hi there and welcome to Chat About Children where we empower you to grow with the children in your life. Today's episode is all about how to superpower children's picture books. Today I'm sharing information that is super essential for parents, for carers and for educators and professionals who work with children in their early years at school or within the early childhood sector. You'll be discovering the multi-layered benefits of children's books and their impact on children's development and also I'm going to go through the essentials of how to superpower children's picture books. So step by step, giving you some guidance as to what I've found over the years professionally and personally works super well in superpowering children's picture books in an interactive way, in a way that we're really maximizing the potential that lies within them. Now, this is a topic I've wanted to record for a while as a chat about children episode. Why is it? It's because it's something that I'm very passionate about, but also I've trained parents to maximize the power of a children's picture book over many, many years with hundreds of children. And I've seen the positive effects that interactively sharing books with children does have on their language development and beyond that too. Now, children's picture books haven't always been around, but certainly storytelling has. And the fact that we now have more access to children's picture books means that we're able to tell a story with pictures that complement. And that certainly adds another visual layer of learning for, I guess, assisting the understanding and the learning experience that happens with children's picture books. Now, I've been a speech pathologist for over 20 years now and more recently a published children's author. Now, one of my priority areas has been to help children develop their communication skills. And for young children, it's about developing their ability to understand and to process language and also be able to use language to express their needs and their wants. So very frequently, we have families coming to the speech pathology clinic with late talkers, for example. So You know, that includes those kids who seemingly understand everything going on around them. They can follow instructions and understand directions, but they're not yet expressing themselves or using words, or they might be using very limited words to communicate. Now, certainly, and just as an aside, certainly with those children, we'll always say, get their hearing checked, make sure there's nothing medical going on, etc. And if all of that is in check and going okay, part of what is prescribed is different strategies of how to develop their language skills. Now, there's two key areas around this, and I do talk about this in in episode two of Chat About Children, where I talk about boosting your child's first words. But certainly there's two key areas to doing that. And one of those are increasing quality human interaction time. So that episode really goes into the ways to do this and the specific strategies to stimulate language. But part of that quality human interaction time does include, and again, professionally speaking, we prescribe book sharing as part of a daily routine or getting that into a daily routine. And how to actually maximize that book sharing is very much the focus of today's episode. So often parents will say, oh yeah, we read books every day. Fantastic. But let's talk about when we read books and how we can interactively share books. And they're two different things. 
Now, I'm very aware that I'm probably addressing two subgroups of listeners today. There'd be the subgroup who don't have books in the daily routine and kind of, you know, you're thinking, I'm not sure that I can fit anything else into the routine and keep tuned in because I will address this a little bit later. So I know there's that subgroup, like, it's too hard. I can't put them into the daily routine. You know, books are just, it's all just too hard. So stay tuned because I will address some really good tips and strategies as to how you can get that happening. And also I want you to listen to why you might want to consider getting that happening. Not to apply pressure, but just to look at some simple ways that you can incorporate it into your daily life and routine. And then there'd be the subgroup where, you know, you might be saying, well, we share books every day. It's in our routine. So fantastic. That's excellent. But as I said earlier, I'm going to help you superpower that interaction. And no doubt there are educators that are likely in this subgroup where you're sharing books, you know, whether it be in the classroom or the preschool and childcare. And for you, there may be some extra little tips that you might get that you can incorporate into your daily work life. So first up, it's important to be aware of the far-reaching benefits of children's books. So yes, there are children's books that have very impactful themes and messages, absolutely 100%. There's also a lot more to it that adds to that. So what are those far-reaching benefits? Let me go through them with you. First up, children's books, they boost and they continuously build a child's vocabulary. Now, when we look at vocabulary, it's about understanding a large variety of words and also being able to then use a large variety of words. So books are amazing in terms of a vocabulary building method or tool. Children's books also model to children how to put words together to make a range of sentences how to use the right word order, and how to use the right grammar. And so hearing the right grammar and a whole variety of sentences is going to be a fantastic model for them to then be able to develop and model their language from what they're hearing. Books are also fantastic for facilitating creative thinking, problem-solving skills, and basically fostering innovative minds. Children's books also strengthen inferential thinking. So that's that ability to understand, well, what's the implied and the subtle meaning of words and pictures, and really starting to build what we call those higher level language skills. Within that, books will also help children build their predicting skills. So looking at the clues of what's happening in this page and that page, what do we think might come next? So they're really essentially, they're life skills, aren't they? Sharing books will also help to increase a child's attention and ability to focus. Now, I know for some of you, that can be hard. Little kids where you're just like, their attention is really short and it's very hard to get them to be still. So for some of those little kids where attention is something that's being worked on, slowly incorporating some book sharing or just that gradual exposure to books. And often that's guided by, you know, a speech pathologist but certainly it helps to build children's attention and that ability to focus. As they build their attention skills, they're able to increase their ability to focus for longer periods of time. Children's books also introduce words, letters and sounds at a visual, so a seeing level, at an auditory, so a hearing level, and also look at the foundation skills for eventually learning to read, spell and write themselves. So really for those children, before they get to school age, just having that exposure and that opportunity to see those words and letters and hear the different sounds is a fantastic contributor to those foundation skills. 
Now, this one might sound obvious, but children's books also model how to sequence or tell a story. Now, this is really important in helping kids to organize their thoughts and to sequence their ideas. And when they've heard a storybook read to them over and over again, or a variety of storybooks read to them, they then become tuned into the sequence of what's happened first, what's happened next, what's happened last, how did that end, how did they feel? So it really helps them to organize and sequence their own thoughts when it comes time for them to have to express themselves or perhaps retell their own story. Children's picture books and children's books are also a massive investment to building a child's conversational and social skills and, of course, their educational opportunities. With the wide range of children's books available, it also introduces children to the richness of the diversity of our universe, our world, people, places and things. It just seems like the benefits are endless. Now, I am a bit biased, but I have seen this in the children that I have worked with and shared books with. And it is just amazing what they're able to learn through the richness of the variety of books available. Another important one is that children's books are hugely impactful in building empathy and they also build an appreciation and consideration of those that we share the world with. And of course, books gift our children with an array of teachings, of messages and reflections. And I would say one of the most super important things, as I mentioned before, is that quality human interaction time. So sharing books and interactively sharing books with children does create a close bond, that human connection with parents, carers and their children. And again, even with educators and the children they're working with, it certainly does create a bond and connection and it does open the doors and the pathways for further conversation and communication. So I hope you've gathered with that extensive list there that I've put together that so much learning happens within children's book sharing at so many different levels. So let's take a look at interactive book sharing and what this is, because it is different to passive. So passive versus interactive, basically passive book sharing is when you read a story or a book to a child and the child is listening. This is super appropriate, particularly at times when a child is tired, you know, and it's kind of that time where it might be part of the bedtime routine where you read a story and that relaxes them and it kind of gets them ready to wind down and go to sleep. But in passive book sharing, there's no real requirement for them, for your child to be involved in interactively answering questions and making comments, etc. So passive book sharing is when you're reading to the child. Wonderful benefits there. If you're doing that, definitely do it at the times when it's appropriate. And what I'd like to do now is talk about the interactive way to share books. And as I said, it's something that I've trained parents to do to maximize the power of a child's book. And this is the time when they're a little bit more alert and they want to have some fun interacting with the book and the story. And it's more than just reading aloud to them. So let's get into the chat about book sharing interactively. Now, depending on the age of your child, you're going to modify the following tips somewhat to suit their age. So how do we interactively share books? So first up, be aware that you can use the same book for a whole week and make it different each time when you're interactively sharing a book because you can use different questions, you can make different comments, and it just utilizes that book in such amazing ways. So don't feel like you have to go out and buy a whole heap of books 
Kids love hearing books over and over again. That's a healthy sign. So if there's a book that's a favorite or they love sharing it and they want it again, you know, sometimes you might be reading the same book two or three times in the one sitting. But also remember to use resources such as community libraries where you can borrow a range of books as well or secondhand bookshops. And of course, if your child is at a school where they have a well-resourced library, that's of course another avenue you'd want to encourage that book borrowing to be happening. Okay, so you've got a storybook. Now let's use, for example, a story called The Hungry Caterpillar. The first thing you want to do is talk about the title and what you see on the book cover. So you just show the child, okay, I wonder what this book is about. I can see a caterpillar. So you might just make some comments like that or get them to label what they see. Now, for kids that are really young and they're not talking yet, don't feel like you can't interactively share a book with them. Just remember to adjust your expectations to the child's age. Then when you start the story or reading the story, read or talk through it. You can stop after a sentence and make a comment or ask a question. So, for example, again, using the Hungry Caterpillar book. So you might say, on Tuesday, he ate two pears. Hmm, I like pears. Do you like pears? You know, it could be something really basic like that. Or how many pears did he eat? Was it one or was it two? So then you start getting into concepts. You might also go, oh, wow, they're very green pears. And then you're introducing color concepts. So making comments about what you see is super helpful. And if your child is not at a stage where they're using lots of words yet, don't expect they're going to suddenly start using sentences. As I said, if a child is younger and still has to develop their first words, it may just be that you're expecting them to point to what you ask them to point to or have an attempt at, you know, telling you that it's a caterpillar. It might just be, uh, and that's fine. An attempt is certainly appreciated and praised. Then talk about how the story relates to the child's experiences. So this could be, you know, for example, you're reading a book and you say, Sally went to the park. Oh, we like going to the park and you like going on the slide. So just bring it back to some experiences that the child can relate to. Now, for some books, there might be tricky or unfamiliar words. Well, that's fantastic. That's an opportunity for you to stop and to explain them really simply in a way that it can relate to them in their world. So an example would be, you know, some nursery rhymes, you know, some fantastic nursery rhymes that are quite old, if you like, but they're still so much fun to sing and share with kids. So, for example, you know, Jack and Jill went up the hill to fetch a pail of water. Well, what's a pail? You know, a pail is another way we can say bucket, you know. So simple kind of explanations, but don't feel that you can't explain it or show them or use it as an opportunity for them to learn what that word is. Now, remember when reading a storybook to a child and particularly a picture book, be descriptive, talk about the pictures. And use what we call the WH formula. So the WH question formula is your who, what, when, and where. And sometimes you might throw in a how, if it's age appropriate, for your child. So describe who is in the picture. Okay, there's Spot the dog going to the park. Okay, so who is that? You ask a who question. Oh, what's he doing? And where is he? Looks like he's at home, doesn't it? Hmm, can you point to his house? So you might be getting that pointing, so that listening and understanding language, and then also getting that expressive language happening by asking them to label things, if that is appropriate as an expectation for their age. You might also ask when questions and look at clues in the book. So it might be that you're looking at, you know, the picture of Spot going to the park and you say, oh, I can see the sun in the sky. I wonder when he's going to the park. Do you think it's morning or night? So 
give them options, you know, with your question types. And just that will help them to understand those different WH questions. And of course, you want to go into, you know, how the character might be feeling. So just make a comment on it. Oh, it looks like he's excited to be going to the park. Oh, I'd be excited too. He's got a big smile on his face. Look at that, you know, and then you're pointing it out. So you're starting those initial conversations about how would that feeling look, you know, and how would you feel in that situation? So it's starting to just build that very early conversational discussion about emotion words and emotion language. Now, the other wonderful thing you can do is have your child fill in the words. So as I said earlier, kids love repetition and they love books to be read over and over again. And what you want them to do is become really familiar with a story. So familiar that they can start to fill in the blanks. So... It might even surprise you. I know I remember it was you know, such a happy moment when my children you know, were at the stage where just their first words were emerging and we'd be reading a book like, you know, here is the green sheep and here is the red sheep and here is the, and this is from the, you know, where is the green sheep book. And eventually, you know, I'd say, but where is the green? And I'd just pause and I'd wait. And sure enough, there was an attempt at saying sheep. And I was like, yes, you know, and that's the kind of thing that you want to be doing with that repetition and with those books, those children's picture books that are repetitive, that have that rhythm and sometimes even the rhyme. They are so impactful for those little kids to learn their first words. And building in that pausing and that waiting and that anticipation is certainly a massively, you know, essential part of interactive book sharing. Now, the other thing you can do is to make mention of the sequence and the parts of the story. So, again, you're talking about kind of the structure of the story. Oh, like, oh, this is the start of the story when she's feeling really happy. But then, you know, at the end, she gets a bit worried, but then she gets happy again. So, you're kind of talking about the story components, you know, the beginning or the middle or the end. Or you might say, oh, this is the funny part. I love this part. What happens in this part again? Let's look at it together. So, it's just kind of talking about the sequence and the parts of the story. And remember to give your reactions to what's occurring in the story. So your child is exposed to the way you think about things too. Like you might say, oh, I hope he finds his teddy. Or, oh, so he returned He returned the lost watch that he found. Oh, that's a nice thing to do. So give your reactions to what's occurring. And remember to have your child think about the story too. You know, ask them to predict things and, and what might come next and have them problem solved. Like, oh, I wonder what else, you know, little Johnny could do to get his cat out of the tree. What would you do if your cat was stuck in the tree? So we want to, you know, kind of provoke that thinking. You know, how do we solve problems? What are some options? What are some things we can do to resolve some of the complications that some of the stories come up with? And that might be more kind of, you know, older told the kind of preschool age and your early years at school level. But as I said before, interactively share books and just modify your questions to match their ability. Now, if you've got more than one child to share a book with, it's great to have them all share the books together. You know, for an older child, you might ask the more advanced kind of questions. And for the younger child, you just simplify your questions. The bonus is that your children can also be reinforced to do other things. Like you can reinforce them for taking turns well or taking turn the pages over or for just listening really well to their sibling who might be answering a question. So there's a lot that can go into an interaction where you've got more than one child, 
how do you manage those dynamics so everyone is enjoying it and everyone's feeling connected and like they're sharing that experience together. Now, if you're in the subgroup of listeners who do not have books in your daily routine, you're thinking, oh, I can't fit anything else into the routine. It's just, I'm just too busy. You know, this is something I hear a lot and I'm a busy parent too. I totally get it. And when chatting to parents about their child, the first thing I want to know is the routine. You know, what's happening in their world? What is going on? And this helps me to understand, okay, how are we going to work together to make this work for you? Like we've already discussed the importance and the positive impact of interactive book sharing and just book sharing generally and and most frequently, you know, almost and, you know, hopefully daily. But realistically, we all have different dynamics going on in our worlds. So like anything, we've got to consider what is happening in your world And how can we actually look at your routine and assess whether we can add a small step in or take something out to allow this small step into the routine? Now, just remember that you read every day within your daily life, you know, whether it be road signs, recipes, aisles at the supermarket, board game instructions, reading food labels, like it is endless. We are just reading things all the time in our environment. So one of the simple things to do as a a first small step is just point out to your child like where the word is or where the words are in the environment around you. So if you're going shopping and you're trying to find eggs, you know, look up and point to the words, go, okay, this aisle too, this has flour, it has spices, you know, kind of just show them. They don't have to be able to read them, but at least you're kind of showing them, okay, like you're looking at these funny squealy things up there and that's telling you something. It's giving you some information and it's helping you to find what you need to do and achieve. So point it out, point it out, point out the street signs when you're going somewhere and street names and things like that. So they can just see how words function in the environment. So that would be one of the first small steps is just be really conscious of how you read every day within your daily life. I know not everyone is a novel reader out there. That's okay. You might be into reading magazines or maybe newspapers or maybe none of the above. So your child may not have that opportunity to see you dedicating time to just reading. And that's where that environmental kind of pointing out how you're reading every day and it helps you to function in daily life. That's where that becomes really important. The other thing you might consider is getting a bookshelf. And I know that sounds you know, odd to the people out there that are going, of course, like, of course we have a bookshelf. Well, not everyone, not everyone does. And if you don't, consider getting even a small bookshelf. And just very slowly filling it and just having it there just is that presence that, you know, will remind you. And if you're in a position where, okay, financially you can't go and buy a lot of books, just have that as the space where books that you borrow from the library could go there. But getting a bookshelf is just that visual reminder. It might create just a space that your child relates to, okay, this is where we look at books and this is where we have that, you know, shared positive experience together. This is a space for that. Now, if you feel like kids are like, oh, books are really boring because screens are a lot more interesting and that kind of thing, if you're kind of in that situation, then you've got to consider, okay, how do we look at just slowly changing the ratio a little bit of screen time to human interaction time, but also like what is a child interested in? And if they're interested in dinosaurs, head on out to the library and look at all the dinosaur books together, like find the things that they find rewarding and motivating to look at that are not boring to them. 
The other suggestion I have is consider audiobook as another small step. And this is something you can easily incorporate into that daily environment in the car when you're going places. You know, there are fantastic audiobooks for kids. An example of an app that I often tell parents about is the Kindling app. You know, it's got fantastic stories on there that you can easily pop on in the car and children are then listening to and exposed to the wonderful, you know, language and all the other features that I mentioned earlier. But you can still interactively have a conversation about it. So even though they haven't seen the pictures, they've heard the story. And after that two or three minutes of storytelling from that book, you can still have a little conversation. Ask those WH questions. You know, make it a language enriching experience. You know, driving to school or driving to the shops, even a short drive, you can still get through a children's book. Now to the subgroup that's already doing daily book sharing, or most days of the week kind of doing daily book sharing, that's fantastic. And Hopefully, you're feeling a little more ready to take book sharing to the next level by making it interactive as often as is appropriate. For the older children, keep reading aloud to them. Like those who can read independently, they still have so much to gain. So keep that experience going with kids as they get a bit older. And even though they can do that quiet reading to themselves, they still love that connection and the experience of you reading to them or them reading aloud to you and sharing that. So you're nurturing a love of books. Now, even from birth is totally doable and recommended, but don't feel like just because you haven't done it from birth, it, it's too late. You know, just start, just get it, as I said, small steps into the routine. Now, I have already made mention of it, you know, as an experienced speech and language pathologist, one of my most frequent prescriptions for young children and their families is interactive book sharing. And with so many years of having done that with so many children and their families. It's given me so much great insight, you know, into what makes a good book as well as, you know, how do I make the most of this book to enhance a child's communication development? And I think all of that really came together and probably felt like a natural evolution for myself to then go on to write my own children's books. And very excitedly, that saw the recent launch of my first book last year in 2018, Reese Give Me Some Peace, which has been shortlisted for the Speech Pathology Australia Book of the Year Awards 2019. So that's very exciting. And this year, there was the recent release of Kisses in Your Heart. And in having those two books um, released and kind of getting to know the children's book industry a little more, it's given me the honour of visiting children at schools, at preschools, libraries, and interactively sharing my books with them. And more than ever, it has reinforced the wonderfully positive experience that children's books create and the valuable learning platform that they provide. Now, I would love for you to check out the Chat About Children website, www.chataboutchildren.com. Take a look at the show notes and also on the website in the product section, you'll find a free download, a free PDF guide on how to interactively share books with children. If you did want to check out a little bit more of my author work, have a look at the Reese Give Me Some Peace and Kisses in Your Heart books, please feel free to check out my author site, which is sonyabestelich.com.au. I would love for you to leave a rating and review for this episode. And of course, to share this episode with family, friends and colleagues who will benefit from the information shared. Thank you so much for your time today. I celebrate you. Thank you for sharing your time with me today. I celebrate you and look forward to chatting soon. Thanks for joining the Chat About Children with Sonia Vestelich. www.chataboutchildren.com. 